Okay. Um, I originally did this uh, segment earlier, third, um, segment number three, third world reservation for season four, episode 16, unplanned progression. But, um, I got distracted and, um, I kind of went overboard and, um, so let me go ahead and redo this one. Um, so this is a third world reservation, uh, segment three. This segment is about how the status of the res keeps the people down while the Navajo elite trick everybody else, um, knowing that no one can stop them. And pretty much what I was saying about that was, um, when these offices over there in Window Rock and the chapter houses, when they have people that have access to all this information, um, to money, to uh, housing, discretionary funds and all that, basically money, uh, whoa, excuse me, um, they tend to push people off to the side and tell them, Oh, well, we can't help you. Uh, so-and-so is not here, uh, and, um, or they're in a meeting or they're on travel or they don't work here no more, or, oh, you need to talk to this office and they'll give you another number. And, you know, it's just that game that they play. And within that game that they play, that's where this, uh, Clagato veteran nonprofit, that's where I'm kind of hoping that it will be that next new phase of, assistance that, um, people won't be able to ignore. And a lot of veterans will start to, well, not only veterans, but just Navajo citizens and in, in, in general, that they'll start to embrace it. They'll start to look at it and say, okay, you know, this is where Clagato veterans nonprofit took it and we can take it this direction and we can do it even better. You just got to have um, someone dependable for the treasurer, treasurer position. And so that's why, you know, that's why I said that these people, they get tricked into thinking that, you know, these people in offices over in window rock and the chapter houses that they're actually doing their job, you know, in a way they are, but you know, if you're a receptionist and people keep calling you and you got to deal with that all day and you don't like it and you just say, Oh, well, go talk to this person, talk to this department. Well, then you shouldn't be working there then. If that job is getting to you like that, then then get the hell out, man. And, um, you know, that's where I consider these receptionists the Navajo elite because they have access to all that information. And what they're going to do is they're going to, you know, try to make sure you don't get access to that information or access to that money. That's where I say they trick everybody. And... And as far as like the council delegate chamber and a council delegate position goes, these guys, they already know where the money's at and how it, all this works. And, and, um, when they get the money from Washington, DC, they already know how to do all they need to do to, in order to get to, um, in order to get that money that they want. And then, um, also, um, you know, just, what I was saying about the status of the res, it keeps people down is when I'm saying the status of the reservation status of the res, I'm just saying how there's no forward progression for business. And that's where a lot of people are getting depressed and stressed and angry and suicidal and homicidal. And 
it, it really stirs the pot to the point where nobody really gives a damn anymore. We've just become an apathetic reservation. We've become not caring. Um, we've become, um, you know, we've just kind of been got used to this system of basically not caring anymore. We we're like, Oh, well, if I don't, if I don't matter, then why in the hell should I even care about what's going on? And I'm just going to keep doing my thing until, uh, you know, until the day I die or until I get what I want, you know, and that's all fine and gravy if you know what you're doing. But if it comes at the cost of, you know, hurting other people or putting people behind, then, you know, it's, it's not cool. So this Clagato Veterans Nonprofit, that's why I'm saying, you know, it'll, definitely challenge the Navajo elites and it definitely will um, change the status of the res if we do it right, if it's done well, if it does lead the set the standard, the goal, if it shows this um, unplanned progression that it does, then I hope that, you know, the right people will see it and they'll say, well, Either I want to be a part of that or I can start my own and okay, well, I'll, I'll take what the native ravager was doing and saying and, you know, use it and improve on it, you know? And like I said, you know, I don't know everything about this. I'm learning as I'm going along, but I'm, I also know to be very careful with that money and make sure that I, if I'm going to spend it, I'm going to spend it right. And I keep track of the receipts and also, you know, I just want to make sure that nobody messes with it and um, makes it even worse than it actually is, you know. So that's where I'm trying to make sure that if anything, you know, the nonprofit status will fight back and stand up against corruption, you know. Um, with whatever's going on with the Jonathan Nez administration, I'm not even going to try to touch that with a 10 foot pole, man. There's just all kinds of someone open up a can of worms on that. And it's just, it stinks. <laughs> so, uh, this whole thing with Boo Nigren, you know, what he was running for on his political campaign was small business. He wants to start a small business. And the, uh, when he came to Clagato, that's what he was saying, um, earlier this past summer when he stopped by. And it was part of our veteran, um, our veteran meeting, our monthly veteran meeting. Uh, he was talking about small business. So as much as I really wanted to ask him more about that, and I just kind of figured, oh, I'll just ask him about what his thoughts were on uh, monorail trains and subways on the res. So he said it was a pretty great idea, but it's just going to take a lot of resources to get it done. I'll say, hey, man, that's cool. I just, you know, I just figured, just ask a question. That's so random that, you know, if he were to ask me, what made you think of that? I was going to say, well, I have a podcast and um, me and my co-host, uh, Navajo Pedro, we talked about that and what it could lead to, what it could, the benefits from it. And we do know that there's negativity that comes with it, but it was just something worth talking about, you know, and that with that being said, you know, it's um, just third world, uh, reservation that we're living on, it really doesn't have to be like that. You know, it just, it just, what it really comes down to is just having people stop relying on free assistance 
And the more they rely on this free assistance, the the harder their life is. Because one example is commodity foods. All that sodium and all those um, ingredients put in those cans in order to preserve the food to make sure it lasts long is actually hurting your body when you're ingesting all that. And it starts breaking it down and all that. And um, that's where... Um, that's where we try to promote community gardens and personal gardens for your home. And, you know, we're, we're doing those hoop houses and the chilies grow, grew out. Um, I don't know about the tomatoes, but the, uh, squash they grew out and, uh, something else we planted grew out and, uh, my mom, she got them and, um, the, the chapter house, uh, the guy that works the chapter grounds, I forgot what his title was, but he's basically, basically like the chapter house, um, uh, not like Mr. Fix it, but the maintenance man, there we go. Um, he just told my mom, he says, all right, well, here you go. And he gave her some and my mom brought it back. And so she's all happy, but you know, those are just like little tiny steps to say that, you know, don't really consume all this free stuff that, the tribe or the government gives you. It's not going to last long. It's not, it's not healthy enough to last long. The only way to, for anything to last long is you got to physically get out there and, and make it happen. Like, um, what I'm trying to do with this nonprofit is make sure that, you know, we don't look like a third world country community. If anybody drives through Clagato that has some type of, um, has some type of a fancy schmancy reputation that they could say, Oh, well, there's a nonprofit organization here. Oh, okay. So this is what they're doing. What else did they do for their community? Oh, they did a fun run. Oh, they did a community cemetery cleanup. Oh, they also did a community garden. And you know, that right there is where I kind of want to make sure that they're aware of what our capabilities are. And you know, the, the way Winderock is right now, you know, it's just everybody that knows how to take advantage of the system are in there taking advantage of the system. And for me, I can't take advantage of the nonprofit system because that's too, uh, that's too much of a high concept for me to do. I'm not that smart to really, um, learn how to steal money for myself or take advantage of it. Now, Will that change in about 10 years? I don't know because I'm not really focused on stealing money or taking money for my own personal gain. All I'm really concerned with is just kind of say, let's change this third world country status that we're in right now. Let's go make it a first world status. And with that, you know, it does come the problem of, oh, well, you don't speak uh, fluent Navajo anymore or you don't... Um, all you speak is English and it's like, well, the world ain't perfect, man. But when has Navajo language really made a difference other than World War II? You know, in the world of Washington, D.C. and the government, they do not speak Navajo. So, you know, nowadays, as things have gone on to a terrible path, everybody's like, uh, some people... Uh, they're the, the ones that are more focused on the Navajo language. They're saying, Oh, well, a lot of our kids nowadays, they don't speak Navajo. 
I said, well, whose fault is that then, you know? But also at the same time, it's a situation where, you know, you can stand there all day and argue till your face is blue when you go from red, chiggy red to chiggy blue. But it really doesn't matter because progress and business, both of those, they speak English. Those are the languages that get things done. And when I re do request letters and when I um, submitted for a 501c3 status with the uh, Arizona Corporations Commission, all that was written in English. It was all done in English. When I called over there, we were talking in English and everything that encompasses change in the modern world is all English. And, you know, that's why I want to make sure that I just... I'm just saying that with what we're doing with the Clagatill Veterans Nonprofit status is just trying to make sure that this third world country status that we're living now uh, isn't so bleak once you start to realize, oh, there's a veteran nonprofit group. And what are veterans? They're disciplined, you know, wartime, I don't know, war horses. <laughs> they're battle bots, you know, they're they're out there and they, they've been uh, – I hate to use the word train because it sounds all dirty and sexy and nasty, but these veterans got trained when they were in the military and, you know, some of them know how to fight. Some of them know how to delegate authority. Some of them know how to step up and take leadership. And that's where I want to make sure that, you know, Clagatill veterans is actually known like 50 years from now that they actually did make a difference in the time of the coronavirus nonsense, uh, this news media garbage, um, this constant attack on like civil liberties, you know, abortions and transgender and Donald Trump and all this stuff that, you know, really has nothing to do with Navajo culture that the Clagato Veterans Nonprofit was there to say, look, man, you know, we just need to get things done and we're not going to be wasting our time trying to argue and debate what is better, which is better, when is it better, and how is it going to be better? All we're doing is saying this is what we're going to work with and this is what we're going to strengthen and we're going to go from there and go on to the next project. So anyways, that's what I wanted to say about this third world country crap that we're in. But um, uh, there's there's plenty more to say. I'm just going to keep it at that because I want to, like I said, keep these around like 15 minutes. So anyways... Um, I'll end that segment right there with uh, that being said, and I'll go ahead and jump on to the fourth segment, which is land withdrawal blueprint.